This is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Catherine Frady, I remember you so well. Thank you, I remember me too. I feel like I just saw you the other day. We did. Oh, right. Yes. You didn't see her the other day, but yeah. I saw her the other day. Thank you uh, for coming by. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, I guess it's Happy New Year time, but here in the Murphy household, we celebrate the full 12 days of Christmas. In fact, I'll go so far as to say that we celebrate the full 40 days of Christmas tide. 40 days? Of Christmas tide. 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 Which well, is uh, December 25th until about. February 2nd. Really? Which I believe is why Groundhog Day is February 2nd. I believe it's it's deliberately coincident with the end of Christmas Tide. Interesting. Which is um, a Catholic feast day. It's the presentation of the Lord after 40 days after the birth. You know, so it's a you know, Catholic, a lot of 40 days this and <laughs> right. such and such. So anyhow, um, and the reason I'm going to bring all that 12 days of Christmas up is it's very vital and very important to uh, our, one of our main topics today. But I've put the mug here so I wouldn't forget to urge you to please... Um, buy some Christmas gifts for January 6th, the presentation <laughs> of a fabulous Three Kings Day. That's right. Feast of the Epiphany, yeah. a, a great gift-giving day in, uh, in tradition. You can maybe give somebody a mug or a sweatshirt, a, a sweatshirt. hat. Sweatshirts are nice. Uh, hats, I don't have any hats on me, but uh, I've got the, the bath towel, which used to be the beach towel. Okay. But it's, now, now it's um, a bath towel. Well, it could still be a beach towel because sometimes people like to go someplace warm during the winter. So if oh. you're going on holiday, make sure you pick up your Frank and French. Oh, hotel. this is an empty envelope with your address on it. You can have that back. Thank you. <laughs> Reuse it is that. empty. I'm very sad now. Re- I, I donated <laughs> online. Let's send that to some other donor. Um, anyway, so uh, you know, you know, you've seen the towel, right? It's got the whole the whole beautiful logo on it. I think we've done enough. Um, okay, so a couple things have happened since last you were here. You've been in uh, Baton Rouge. Yes. And you've been. Uh, and Houston and Dallas and, and all of the Oh, places. you've got lots to tell us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we also have to explain why Chris, inflatable Chris Kringle left his inflatable... This uh, is very disturbing to me. Yeah, we can, here's the fun part. you want to do it or should I? You want to javelin toss it as far as you can? Oh, yeah. All right, just aim anywhere over there. Aim for the bathroom. I, now, my wife will be upset, but um, she thought it was hilarious if Chris Kringle, like in Miracle on 34th Street, a movie that we've already just moments ago before we started recording, determined that you know very little about. It's been a long time since I saw that Well, movie. at the end, yeah. uh, they find the cane in the corner of the house. Okay. And uh, Mr. Gailey says, Mary, I'm not such a great lawyer after all. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so... <laughs> but it's not an inflatable cane. No. Right. Okay. No. Uh, at, my wife um, was in a themed Halloween costume contest, costume group everyone in her office was going to dress as Where's Waldo. Okay, that's fun. So they all get their Where's Waldo costumes. And my wife, look, efficiently, months in advance, orders one online. And it, it it's, I hate to say it, it doesn't match any of the others. The other ones all have like the same Waldo outfit. Okay. And hers, it just, it looks, everything about it looks a little different. Well, she wanted to be the one that could be found. Well, she was, <laughs> she wins. And uh, and, it, and hers came with, instead of coming with a, a cane like Waldo, hers came with that inflatable cane. Nice. So she made the, did the best she could with it, and uh, she still occasionally puts the glasses on for a laugh. Nice. That's good. But now the Where's Waldo cane has been uh, repurposed as the Kris Kringle cane. Um, speaking of uh, stuff, uh, you keep up with all of the episodes. We've had a, a, a rotating um, 
guest host seat over the past Rotating few weeks. Rotating friends, yeah. We've had uh, Becca was here for two. Uh, Roberto was here for a couple, Sarah Roberto. Um, you still seem to only have female friends, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm trying to build viewership. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also just because women are more patient than men. I'm very patient with you, Catherine. I don't even know what you're trying to say. <laughs> have I been impatient with you? <laughs> nice, good one. Have I, have I been somehow in, impatient or intolerant of you and your whims? Uh, but let's, um, so let's say a couple things we'll get off right away. You did, thank you, when you got back to town, stop by at the uh, final Einstein Simplified Improv Show of the year. Um, before Christmas, and you happened to miss this particular part, but my wife was sitting about midway back, but she was sitting directly under the balcony. Right. And there's a row of tables there, and I'm not, I'm I'm, wait, I'm on the side of this particular scene, but you're kind of paying attention, because sometimes you need to jump in. You sure. know, they'll say, oh, if only, you know, dead grandpa was here, and you have to come out and And then be you have a, to be a dead grandpa. You know, yeah, whatever, the ghost of whomever. So you're listening in case... They, the people on stage call for an additional character to burst into the scene. Well, that wasn't happening in this particular case, but I noticed this commotion, this hubbub, this ado out in the audience, and it was um, someone dropped something on my wife, and I thought, you hear this clunk, and oh, my no. wife was like, I'm looking at her, are you okay? Do I need to stop the show? Do I need to come down right. there? Do I need, what do I need to do? Yeah. And it turns out, I didn't find this out till later, this is when you were in this conversation, that someone from the, the balcony of Skybox, as we call it, dropped their vape kit, pen, what do you call it? I guess it's just a, I don't know, a vape. Vaping device? Yeah, Your device. Vape yeah. device? Which I, I think they're like boxes, aren't they? They like look like kind of like cigarette yeah. to packs, Cases right? Or yeah. yeah. Well, somehow they managed to drop their valuable vape and hit my wife in the shoulder. Those can be kind of heavy, can't they? Well, she said she was okay. Yeah. You know, and I haven't made her do any heavy lifting since then. That's but, good. That's you know, good. Because yeah. I'm very patient with her. <laughs> Yeah, but she seems fine. It just seemed like an unusual thing. Yeah. But you did see a scene that I was doing. It was an improv game that we call Phoning It In. Mm-hmm. Now, you're familiar with the name of the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. So there are many variations on that. And in the game Whose Line, you're doing a scene, you're saying things, and occasionally you go to this piece of paper and you have to read what's on there. And it, not necessarily knowing whether it's going to fit what you've said so far or not. And then you have to justify and move forward. Sure. But there's different variations on that. We have one where uh, we use a book of one-act plays. Nice. And one of the actors, you pick a character. Let's say you pick Madame Olha, for example, if that were a character in a one-act play. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you only That's read her lines. Yeah. But everyone else in the scene doesn't know the play. They have to just ad lib around this one lady who is stuck or this one guy who is stuck being... In that play. So-and-so. In the right. so-called actor's nightmare or uh, every other line. Various issues like that. So we do a version of it, and a lot of improv troops do, where you get the cell phone from somebody in the audience. And you only read text messages from the phone. And the other actors can say whatever. Like in this particular one, I was a tour guide. The audience suggested that I would be a tour guide at the Biltmore in North Carolina. And then the other girl on the scene is reading some dude's basically booty calls and text messages and whatever else is on his phone. But she was protecting him. She said she was. Because she she was only saying like nice a couple of times. I guess she knew him and that's why he gave her 
the phone to her. Yeah. Because she said uh, there were a lot of uh, like messages from so and so from Tinder, so and so. That's a mess. From other city, you know, here's one that's just a bunch of just phone numbers. So, and this is somebody who's in a relationship with somebody else that she knows. We believe to be that to be the case. Yeah. And of course, we always start this game saying, <laughs> "Don't worry about it. We've only broken up one couple so far." And who is that couple? Well, Wasn't that somebody that you actually broke up? There was a time, a game where I was had the phone, and this is a couple of years ago. I had the phone, and I'm reading the messages. And I generally, they hand me the messages. I generally, first thing I do is I back out of whatever one they've given me, and I <laughs> take and my go phone to another one, and I go, and I just scroll back. Usually, you know, I don't know how far back—months, weeks, years—I don't know. Sure, just go back because I figure, you know, that, that might be more interesting. Or just don't know. Just be more random. Right. I want it to be totally random. And I start right. reading these messages. And in the middle of the scene, a woman, they were seated in the skybox, as I recall, uh, storms out of the show. And then the guy uh, goes charging after her. But I've still got his phones. and a lot he can do. So he has to come back, get his phone, and apologize and leave. And we find out later that something I read off of his phone offended the girl to the degree where it referenced maybe an old relationship or a booty call or some yeah, thing. You broke them up. I did. Yeah. But I was saying to you that that's good. Why? Because you saved her from that terrible relationship she was in. Oh. So you're a hero. Well, thank you. <laughs> Catherine's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> you need a graphic and everything for that. Yeah, right. And now it's time for Catherine's, for Catherine's. perspective. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> we need a whole series. Like every time. Okay, we're going to bring that. Yeah. yeah. Well, how have you been? I haven't seen you since you went off to uh, Baton Rouge, obviously. Well, I mean, I guess I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, you haven't been here on the show since you went off to Baton Rouge. And uh, you successfully did a world premiere yeah. of an opera called The Christmas Spider. The Christmas Spider by Clint Borzoni and John DeLisanti. Is a horror show for arachnophobes. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. So you've learned a little bit about The Christmas Spider. I have, because you keep sending me things. And I have one right here. Um, because in Ukraine and Eastern European countries, they celebrate the Christmas spider, yeah, which I think brings it, you good luck in the new year. And there's many uh, legends and books, children's books and other stories about this, where the, uh, the spider, I guess, has sp- spins a web on the tree. And in some mm-hmm. versions of it, the web turns Santa Claus or somebody turns the web to gold and, right. or silver in other versions of it, it's just they're imagining this is the best decorations. We can't afford. We're so poor. We can't have decorations. But the spider web in the tree becomes is, really beautiful and like breaks luck. their gift. But also, there's another. There's a children's book out that um, the spider actually saves Jesus. Oh, yeah. So like Mary and Joseph are. Leave, they've had Jesus, and they're like leaving and trying to get back home, and they're hiding in a cave and. Yeah. Herod's men. Oh yeah, Her- Herod's to, the bad guy. Yeah, Herod's the bad guy. Yeah, remember I did his voice with the, the tippy pension. <laughs> Thank you. It's all coming back to me. Yeah, go. That one. Yeah. Herod kills the, the, the firstborn boys. Yes, and so all his men are out mm. looking for for the firstborn, and they come to the cave that Jesus is in. But there's a spider in that cave, and the spider makes a beautiful web over the. Um, the cave yeah. entrance, and so of course Herod's men get to the cave, and they're like, "I'm not going through that spider web." Clearly, I mean, there's no one on the other side of it because yeah, there's a spider here. Yeah, oh, so, that's clever. So that's another version of it. Nice. So what's really nice about the Christmas spider is the spider can be whoever you want it to be. It's very universal. Ah, you know, it can be, you know, it can be Jesus, or it can be Santa, or Charlotte. Charlotte. 
It can be. And ours. Does your spider have a name, like a, a Ukrainian name? Natalia. Oh. Yeah, which means I think something about coming at Christmas time. Well, it sounds very yeah. nativity. Yes. You know, birth, natal. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah, it sounds like it has to do with birthing. Yeah. And nice. Fedorov, which is the family's name, who is very poor in our opera, it means of God. Because they're not better off. They're Fedorov. <laughs> well, that's the sequel is Better Off Fedorov. <laughs> <laughs> They're rich. <laughs> well, yes, because the landlady might actually invite them to come to uh, lunch, oh. you know, at the end. Yeah. Now, you're the landlady. You're the evil villain. I am the villain. Land- oh, no, how evil? You're not that evil, are not- you? No, she's just mean. I mean, she's coming on Christmas Eve, and these people don't have any money or food or, you know. She wants the rent. Give me the rent. Does she? Pay um, me now. Does this woman happen to own any radio stations? <laughs> Probably, yeah. She owns all the radio stations, all the restaurants. She owns the town. <laughs> well, the reason I, I it, now I'm, I happen to be not in this situation, but I keep reading online about these poor radio people who always get laid off right at the end of the year, which yes. is of course right around the holidays. So I was making a joke that she wants to rent. So yeah. do you know? So do all the the people who rent rooms to radio DJs. Yeah, I mean that. it's pretty. I mean. Common right now, especially in our country, yeah. where people are, rents are going up, and yeah, so, so I'm here's not this mean person. Story from back mm-hmm. set in the 1700s, 1800s, uh, pre-revolutionary war in so Ukraine. That would be oh, see, I don't Russia. know what yeah. year that would be. I would think 1917 is the year that comes to mind with the Bolsheviks. Mm. So probably before that. Yeah. Did they have electricity and stuff? So probably like 18, late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So you're in it, and you performed it in, uh, how many times did you do the show in Baton Rouge? We did the show twice, and, oh my gosh, so it has two kids in it, yeah. and the kids are adorable, and they play brother and sister, and the kids in Baton Rouge were, uh, I guess, 11 and 9, uh-huh. and Harper, so the, the little girl is really the main character, and Harper, this was her first operatic debut, Ooh. and she did a fabulous job, and she wrote, Dear Miss Catherine, this was my op- my closing night gift. You seem like an opera pro. <laughs> you amaze me. You can hit some very, very, very high notes and break my eardrums. Do you sing close to her head? Well. Kind of? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> very talented. This is my favorite part, though. Uh, in the play, you and I are like enemies. <laughs> but in real life, we are besties. I will miss you very much. And so much, I will ever cry my eyeballs out, your oh. friend Harper. Isn't that oh. sweet? Yeah. Bravo. Bravo, She is Harper. a little diva. Yeah. Harper of Baton Rouge. Yeah. Now, the, part of the big story here is that you've commissioned this new opera from those dudes, Clint and John. <laughs> yes. Who wrote another opera that you did. Couple, the Copper Queen, yeah. A couple of years ago. And you've commissioned them, but you've done it. And the way the world works nowadays is you don't just commission it for Opera Louisiane or you don't just commission it for Marble City Opera. You'll team up. And even the other world premieres you've been involved with, you get... Other what is organizations. It called? A, uh, a not, co-production. Not a symposium, not a uh, conglomerate. There's some word you had where you get mm. in conjunction mm-hmm. with these other opera yeah. companies. And that's what's happening Consortium. Here. That's the word I was looking for. So um, it means we're going to get to see this one in Knoxville. That's right. On January 6th. Because- January 6th? <laughs> Well, you were just talking about the what 40 co- days of Christmas. What a coincidence. <laughs> the 12th day of Christmas, the traditional gift-giving day, what they call in many areas Armenian Christmas, Ukrainian Christmas, Orthodox Christmas. That's right. What a shocking coincidence. I know. Yeah. 
Who would have thought of that? <laughs> That's it's very smart. That's a Saturday this year. It is a Saturday. So we're actually doing like a 12 days of Christmas, like starting on Christmas Day, like every day on Those on are the media. actual, true 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. And depending on how you count, um, some people count so that the 12th day of Christmas is January 5th, and then you celebrate after that with, you have 12th night, and then you celebrate the next holiday, which is right. Epiphany. And others, you kind of, you know, figure the numbers a little differently so that January 6th turns out to be the actual 12th, 12th day. Yeah. But it, it, it involves, it's complicated because you either skip the Sunday in the middle or you start on the 26th, which doesn't make sense. Or you, I like it where you start on the 25th and the 12th day is like January 5th and then the January 6th is its own thing. It's right. its own holiday. It's the, right. You've got the 12 days yeah. leading up to and now we've yet another holiday. That's what we're doing. Ba-boom. That's how we're doing it. I like it. Yeah, thanks. I mean, I mean, all over the world they do this. I remember when we lived in California, you'd go, we went to Disneyland that weekend, and they had um, like Disney characters dressed as the three wise men. Oh, nice. Because in um, Latin American cultures, Three Kings Day, or however you'd say that in Spanish, was huge, and they would have a big celebration. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this is going to be fun. So two shows, but you're also... You have uh, two tasks. You have to decide whether you want to see the afternoon kids or the... The evening kids. Later afternoon kids. (laughs) I guess nowadays, I hate this time of year so much because it'll be pitch black by the time it'll be dark. That's true. By the time you get to the 5.30 show. Yeah. But, um, so get your tickets at marblecityopera.com slash tickets. And I'll admit, this is a commercial because I'm on the board and I'm I'm a very little help to Catherine in any other way. (laughs) So, I thought, so here's may, the commercial. I mention it here. <laughs> this empty envelope is now full. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to give it to you on the show. I just happened to put it in there on top of the towel so I wouldn't forget to give it to you. And I think I'm saving the, the opera company, what, a few pennies? Yeah, this is now sponsored by Frank and Friends Show. How about that? Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, so go see the show. It's at uh, St. John's Cathedral. Is it in the sanctuary? It's a, yeah, it's in the sanctuary, 2.30 and 5 p.m. How are you going to do that? Because I remember when you did Amal on the night visit. Well, first of all, when you did Tosca in there, you used it as a sanctuary. It was right. still obviously a church. Right. But when you did Amal and the night visitors there, it became a theater. You right. covered all of the sanctuary-looking stuff with Amal's house. Right. And so that's the same. What we're trying to do is bring in some set pieces and create the house of the Fedorovs. Yeah. I think there was a wrestler named Fedorov, wasn't there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but, no, a Same ten- guy. It was Same a guy. tennis player. It was a, it was a tennis player. Oh, That's yeah. Who it was. That makes sense. I don't, yeah. yeah. And um, the choirs are involved. So the St. John's Choir, um, they have a children's choir. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to be participating. And then a few people from their, their um, other choir as well. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be great. Is it any good? The opera? Well, I like it. Yeah, oh yeah, you're going to love it. Okay, that's There are jingle bells in it. I mean, they're sleigh bells. How can you not have a holiday opera without... Oh, good. You know. Because you know, Catherine, when you do these operas, the only thing I really care about is whether or not I'm going to like it. Oh, well, you're going to like it. That's what I care about. Yeah. All right, well, good. Um, now, you meanwhile, um, my wife has been loaded up with gifts from, uh, from her job. And I've got a few things I might want to mention that are somewhat interesting. But you've got it. You brought some show and tell. I did. Also. This is a this is a great Christmas present I received from my aunt, uh, my auntie C. She's out in Canada. Now mm. you have to read this because it looks like I got chocolates. 
which yeah. I opened, and I was like, oh, that looks good. You look good. But, but look what she wrote on top of that. Sorry I ate the chocolates. <laughs> that, that's like, a, honey, I shrunk the kids. Sorry I, sorry I ate the chocolates. But what's inside the box should last longer. Now, I will disagree with that, Catherine. I am still carrying around chocolates that I ate many years ago. That's true. That's true. Uh, I uh, have not been able to shake the chocolates. <laughs> they last forever. So she said, so it looks like you're getting these beautiful chocolates, but mm-hmm. she, but no. Yeah. Sorry I ate the chocolates. Well, can I look inside? Yeah, absolutely. Open I'm up. afraid. Yeah. Okay. What, if it's, what if it's like something lady Then you have to read the, the next thing. note. All right. Please take care. The paint may still be not entirely dry, and there are dressmaker's pins holding the corners together. Okay. So time ran out for Auntie. She had to... Oh, but, oh, but this Look is sweet. Did. Look at it is. It's your dog. Yeah, she painted my dog. Yeah. That's lovely. Isn't she, that nice? I, I, she has talent. Yeah, she's, well, she's an artist, okay. so... <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. That's a really good painting of Sasha. Isn't it? Isn't that nice? Yeah, so it's even better than the chocolates. There's the middle. Look at that. Yeah. She, you know, she's illustrated children's books in Canada, and she does, you know those those coins? Um, This looks better than most children's book illustrations. No offense to my friends who are children's book illustrators. She's very talented. This is really good, Yeah, she's very talented. And you know the the coins that... um, You know why it's so good? She was be able to eat the chocolates while exactly. she painted and enjoy the. the she had great inspiration. Yeah, so you know those coins. <laughs> the coins, you know that um, some countries have memorable coins and the Ch- uh, challenge coins. Yeah. Or like military and police have those. I've got a Dr. Bass challenge coins. Kind sure of, have? yeah. And in Canada, they have the Canadian Mint, um, and they do all of these um, yearly. You know what they have coins. in this country? The U.S. Mint. <laughs> Did you know that? You visit if you want. That's fun. If you're into, <laughs> if you're into that. Gymnastics. But go ahead. Well, she designed some of those, too. They commissioned her to oh, design wow. the coins, yeah. That's, that's, a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah, if, if you get to paint a stamp or design yeah. a coin, that's very big. So she's famous. This is from a famous Canadian artist. Mm-hmm. Who ate the chocolates. Who ate the chocolates. <laughs> I just love this. That's really nice. Isn't that nice? That's yeah. That's really nice. One of my favorite gifts. Someone gave uh, my wife a box of... Um, Keurig cake cups for, it says, peppermint mocha. Mm. And she's like, oh, I like peppermint mocha. But here's the problem is we don't have a Keurig machine. So she thought maybe I'll bring it to work. And then she's wondering, well, how do you do it? And you read the directions. It's a peppermint mocha Keurig cup, but you have to add your own sugar and your own milk. Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's like, just peppermint-flavored coffee. Right. And she's like, oh, <laughs> well, all right. Well, you know. So, you know, maybe that'll get used. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Um, have you seen the boxes? So I love... Christmas presents that come in boxes that, like, have nothing to do with their present. No, this is... The, like, well, so this sounds kind of my favorite. It's something, like, my mom would do. We would always uh, reuse, especially shirt boxes. Sure. Like, you could buy, get a shirt from a nice men's store, and then when you get... But you don't ever know what's going to be actually in, in it, it, because it might be a shirt, or more likely it's going to be some book or some other thing that just, right. you know... Well, James and I found this um, great box at Target a few years ago that actually was a fake... Christmas box, and it was for an earwax um, candle. 
And so we bought these boxes. Not and, beeswax. <laughs> no, and it's just like an empty box that you get to like put whatever you want inside of it. But on the outside, it looks like <gasps> it's a box for earwax candles. Okay, so it's a gag gift. It's a gag gift that then pays off like this one does. Yes, with a real gift on the inside. On the inside. I never. I、yes. did not know about that. Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. We gave it to my brother. Well, we actually passed it around the whole family. But we, when my brother opened it, he's like, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, this is good." And we're like laughing hysterically. It's not good. <laughs> it's an earwax candle. We're opening it up, open it up, you know. So yeah, it's a really fun time to do that to people. <laughs> we went to a, a older lady's birthday party, and、uh, they gave her a portable bidet. But they, they meant to, and it was like the. the You would think the gag gift of the thing, but then it turns out she was on her way to Poland, and it was going to be perfect. <laughs> Amazing! So she was、wow. excited. Oh, I get to use this in、That's、Poland. Hilarious! <laughs> but that's all anybody talked about. And I wish I could remember the jokes I was cracking because it was、um, it was quite the highlight. But I was just you know <laughs>、yeah. at the time. That's awesome.、Um, speaking of great、uh, holiday gifts for January sixth. Or for any day, how about a nice book? Maybe you want to curl up in this、um, horrible time of year when the days are short and the nights are long, and、uh, and everything outside looks dead.、And、you can read、uh, Carved in Bone. You can read Death's Acre. You can、uh, get some other Dr. Bass merchandise, autographed by the great Dr. Bill Bass. If you are a Dr. Bill Bass groupie.、Um, Well, I do like that the dead can continue to tell tales. That's what they do. Yeah. And I was, you know,、uh, last time you were here, I believe we talked a little bit about the next opera, which you're also doing with the guy from、right. uh, St. John's is、yeah. involved in it. Jason、um, Verrall. About the body snatchers, I've actually started researching.、Um, what's those guys? Hare and the other other fella who did the body、Dr. snatching?、Rock. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, And I think the real life guy might have been named Knox, Doctor Knox. Oh, interesting. But they changed it to Doctor Rock in the Dylan Thomas version, I believe. But anyhow,、uh, or vice versa. Gotcha. But the point is,、uh, I started researching it so that you know we can get involved with BoneZones.com. Don't, Don't forget, forget the S. And、uh, maybe bring some of the Body Farm merch down there and have a little、uh, presentation and merch、it. sale. I'm excited and, about that. I、uh, have fun things, and I'll get up there and give a speech about the importance of modern skeletal collections. Fantastic, which is the body farm angle, right? Absolutely, that, yeah. You know, they used to goes all, into the yeah, the, yeah the, storytelling. So, yeah. Anyway, you, you can learn about some of that in these in these great books, and I'll have、uh, audio clips of Dr. Bass. And if you want to hire me to、um, uh, come do a presentation, you know, I can do the cremation, I can do the history of the body farm, whatever. Any of the books that there's a Dr. Bass book, I have audio of him talking about that book, and I turn that into a presentation. PowerPoint presentation. So you got to have with jazz know, hands. You got to have a projector and you got to have a computer so we can show you the <laughs> the jazz hands, the dead people on the screen. Look, here's a guy decomposing, and he, let me tell you a story about it. And there are jazz hands. <laughs> so, so many jazz hands. So many jazz hands. We actually have one where he cuts the hand. Let's not get into that right now. Bonezones.com. Don't forget the yes. <laughs> so、um, I've I've sent my wife a couple of times recently because. Yeah, I work from home. You upset her. Unfortunately,、uh, she goes out to work, and I work here in the house. You know, I do the podcast, I do the radio, I'll、yeah. do a lot. I'll prepare. I mean, except when I'm, you know, going to be on stage or going to be on television, I'm able to do a lot of the work, prep work here. Well, sometimes my routine is to,、uh, you know, come downstairs and maybe make the coffee. I'll listen to a podcast, do a meditation thing, you know, or just. Whatever, and I'm just kind of like pitter patting around, and I will leave 
my phone, I've done this a couple of times now apparently, left the phone on the charger upstairs. With the ringer off? On, off, it doesn't really matter. It's way upstairs. You I mean, can't I hear didn't, it. I didn't know. I mean, if I, turns out one time I did hear it, but I didn't hear it fast enough. I see. Because, well, the the more recent time, she's trying to reach me and I can kind of hear it. And I'm like, oh, she just left the house. I mean, how bad can it be? You know, she just left. Maybe she needed something. Right. She had a flat tire up down at the corner. of. <laughs> she was like one minute from the house. I guess it was all the way down at Middlebrook Pike and, uh, and the next street. So she's down there, and she's stuck on the side of the road. Her tire is blown out. And she can't get a hold of you. And, and I'm telling her what you need to do is leave a voicemail. Because she never leaves a voicemail. She's just going to keep calling and texting and calling and texting until I respond. And... I learned my lesson. I needed to get to it right away, but I said, I've got the new uh, upgrade, whatever it is, iOS, whatever, that supposedly gives you live voicemail. But no one ever leaves me a voicemail, so I haven't been able to try it. Those are creepy. Oh, wait, have you had it yet? Yeah. Do you want okay. to call my phone and leave me one so we can show everybody? It's really um, well, my creepy. Well, I'm using my phone as a oh, okay, backup yeah. recording we'll have device. We'll that later. Tell me, just describe it to me. So I'm calling, I'm going, uh, I get... Hello, Catherine Frady. I'm uh, Opera Diva Ising. And yeah, well, actually, because... Please buy tickets to The Christmas Spider at marblecityopera.com or leave me a message. This is actually really even better than all of that because you remember how on the podcast we changed my Siri voice to a British male? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've never changed it back. Okay. And now with the upgrade, the voicemail is a British man answering my phone. <laughs> Hello, you've reached the voicemail. <laughs> It's not you. It's not me. But it could be, oh, wow. It's a British man answering my phone. And so that's already freaking everybody out. And also, you can answer. So if it goes to voicemail, you can still answer the phone. That's the part I'm interested in is if my wife were leaving me a message, it buys me a little bit of time. Do I hear her voice or do I just see? You see the text. That's the part that's a little weird is I was hoping if I could hear her talking. No. Like in this particular situation, I was indisposed in a nearby room with plumbing. (laughs) (laughs) And and the phone was just on the nightstand. And I couldn't. I can't reach it. I can't reach it. And I'm certainly not going to go stand <laughs> up get and it now. get it. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to wait. So, uh, but I'm thinking, um, okay, I can, you know, just hear that it's her. Right. And, and no. So another time I had it turned on so that Siri announced who it was calling. Okay, that's good. And that time I was in this bathroom and the phone was over there on that counter. I have some solutions for you. So I started yelling at, hey, Siri, which I don't want to really say that too much because it'll make all the phones yeah. go off, yeah. answer the phone, which right. I didn't think worked. So then I thought, well, I don't, I don't know if that worked. So I'll tell it to call Jerry. Well, somehow in this mishmash of, of yelling instructions at the phone, <laughs> she, it answers it, but, but she's not on speakerphone. <laughs> so you still can't hear her. <laughs> I forgot. She can hear you. She can hear me. So I don't know how this happened. <laughs> So if I had told the thing, call Jerry on speakerphone, it will do it. Oh, I see. You yeah. have to say all those words. Yeah. And I hadn't. So somehow, you know, she's connected. Um, and I finally, I'm, you know, washing my hands and rushing over there. I'm like, she's like, oh, whatever that emergency was. Yeah. But what's your, so that, would you suggest is this? Well, you can wear your AirPods. That you know, works very well. Then when you I'm, can answer the phone that way. And maybe that's what you do is you just put them in all day. I mean... That's what James does, but I have my my Apple Watch, which is nice yeah. because it gives me alerts too if somebody's calling me. Um, I can see the advantage of wearing the AirPods because when I'm outside listening to a podcast or right. 
um, one of the radio stations I like while I'm doing the gardening. I was out there, you know, putting mulch around the figs, listening to Bean's podcast. And yeah, if, if a text comes in, it stops the podcast and you hear the message. Right. And same thing if a call comes in, you say, should I answer it? And then you tell it yes or no. Yeah. Well, and then that you could, since you're just walking around listening to things anyway, you could just make. But in the house, yeah, I guess what I'm—that's the difference—is yeah. I'm not using the AirPods to listen to the podcast. I'm listening to them on the. Uh, I see the Alexa machine, right? Because I just like you know to let the room fill with the sound right. rather than have to in the in your ears. Yeah, but I guess if I were to switch, and they bought me the AirPods for a reason, I guess if I try that, I'm going to try that because this really ultimately came down to this day a few months ago. And I've been saving to tell you this story. But also, then I also thought, oh, I can't tell this story to Catherine. It's too sensitive. Because, you know, we know no, people. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know someone who yeah. really in, it was an actual, yeah. it was an actual emergency. Right. Um, in my case, it was just me fiddling around. Nothing yeah. was wrong. There was no emergency. No one had gotten ill, you know. Yeah. So I don't, if you want me to say, not tell you the story. You can tell me. I think you already know most of it I anyway because yeah. Jerry told you. <laughs> Jerry needs to get our own podcast. I'm like, wait, save that, save that, save it for the show. Stop so, talking to Catherine. <laughs> Don't tell her anything. <laughs> Just because she came to see me at my improv yeah. performance. Don't talk to her. <laughs> so it was a similar situation. Phone's upstairs on the charger. And now I'm going back. So this is the first, I've told you these in reverse order. Right. To kind of, you know, build up to the worst case scenario, which was the first time in recent memory this has happened. Phone's upstairs on the thing. Uh, I am piddling around. I am listening to podcasts on the Echo device. I am maybe getting the radio show ready on the on the computer. Mm-hmm. I am maybe uh, making coffee, running, washing some dishes. I've got noises going on, and finally, I do sit down on the plumbing for a moment, and I hear my phone's you know ring, which is the standard Apple rings. Every time you're watching a show and that comes on, you're like, you think it's your phone. Right, right. Which they do that to you on purpose on all the Apple TV shows. You notice that? They're always the same. They always have, yeah. they always, someone's always getting a call or a text and you're always... Ah, uh, is it mine? Yeah. yeah. It's like the product placement. So I hear it and I'm like, oh, that's a call. Okay, well, it's no big deal. I'll just go to voicemail. And then you start hearing dings and dings and dings. That, and I'm like, well, that seems fast. Yeah. It, Dings once, and then two minutes later, dings a second time, and that's it. But this is multiple dings in a short amount of time. So I go upstairs. And the most recent text, you can see that there's several missed calls, several missed texts. And now there's another conversation. A second text conversation has begun with my wife and next-door neighbor Nancy. And my wife is saying, I've tried to call Frank several times and text him several times. And I didn't think that much time had elapsed. I thought it was like 20 minutes, right? Maybe maybe a little more. Was, I didn't think it was that long. It was a long. couple hours, right? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't? It wasn't. Okay. All right. I mean, uh, she, and she's now asking next-door neighbor Nancy to do a welfare check <laughs> to come over here and ring the doorbell. And Nancy writes back, well, I'm in... And she travels to New York to be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Or well, she'll nice. go to Florida to... Yeah. She, marches in it or to go to florida to visit a friend so she texts back i am in chattanooga i am in florida i'm wherever but my sons are home i'll send them over to barge knock down the door and make sure your husband's alive and not sprawled on the floor or have fallen down the stairs i mean you have stairs that's a concern (laughs) 
so and into the point, basement. So at this point, my I'm like I have to my I have to immediately. I can't even call my wife back at this point. I have to say, I'm alive. Don't send anyone to the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I am a fine. Oh, I am sorry God. that I left the phone upstairs, and it was so. I felt so. I mean, it was terrible. That is terrible. So, uh, but relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've been on. Been, you've been on the end where, where someone needed help, and and you couldn't. And you were out of town. And you couldn't do anything about it. So I mean, I, I, I felt bad bringing the story up for you, but you know, that's my, just it's just normal, it's like just part, part of, of life, actually. Yeah. I mean, James was he overslept one morning last year, and it was after what had happened with Brandon, and he yeah, was if not you, if normal. If you don't know, Catherine's yeah. dear best friend Brandon passed away at his home unexpectedly. And we can't get a hold of him. the reason he was, his death was noticed was because he missed a meeting with you, a phone, a Zoom meeting with you, right. and that's when you sent people to his house to check on him. Yeah. So that's why I felt bad bringing the story up to you, because I'm still alive. If I were dead, <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad about it. Well, yeah, you could bring it up, and I would right. be like, yeah, this seems <laughs> typical. Yeah, let's, uh, my friends go. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Christmas Spider, January 6th, MarvelCityOpera.com. <laughs> so James overslept. He overslept, and we always talk in the morning, and I was out of town, and he didn't answer the phone. And he travels, too. Sometimes he travels he's a in too. a different city yeah. to direct an opera. Yeah, this just happened. He was in Knoxville, and I wasn't, and he didn't answer the phone, and several hours went by, like, yeah, I walked the dog. I got ready for work. I went to work. I got to work. I still hadn't heard from him. I'm like texting him. I'm like, are you okay? Still hadn't heard from him. So like, you know, a couple of hours has passed now. Yeah. And I called Kayla, my friend who also works at Marble City Opera. And I said, um, "Can you, I might need you to go check on James because he hasn't answered. And, and they're then, like, Catherine, we can't. All your friends. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't send me. Don't send me. No one wants to find that. <laughs> But luckily, he he called like within oh, you know fifteen minutes of me talking to Kayla. So. Well, this is a good lesson. Yeah, I think I've learned my lesson here. I yeah. think I do need to be a little more sensitive, a little less selfish about you know wanting to be left alone. But that's the other side of it, though. Is yeah, you know yeah, you, so sure. many so many of the the advice type people will tell you you got to. You know, reduce your social media. Right. You know, you've got. I mean, of course, I don't want you to. I want you to keep subscribe on YouTube to the Frank and Smash Friends that show. Smash button. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, how much time can you literally spend? You know, looking at social media or sure. listening to podcasts or doing things. Right. But or, or just having the phone or, or responding to every text message. I thought you'd need to set boundaries, but it's not like I have two phones. I don't have a, a personal number and a business number. I just right. got the one. Right. It all comes to the same place. And yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. I'll stop what I'm doing and look at the phone, and it's somebody asking me to do something that could have certainly waited. You know, hey, can you write me a letter of recommendation? Can you nominate me for this? Can right. you MC this other thing? Right. Oh, by the way, can you work do this for free? Right. You know. When are we recording a podcast? <laughs> Is there a way to prioritize certain messages? Like, if the phrase, I wish. if the phrase "recording a podcast" is in the message, would it go I, to the top? Can I make that? Yeah, that would a, be nice. A different ding to it. That would be cool. Okay. They need to. Apple needs to take note of that. That's hmm. a great idea. Hmm. Have you tried using any of the AI things? I have not. Except, well, we did. My social media coordinator at and uh, Baton Rouge at Opera Louisiane created some AI Christmas spider posters. Oh, okay. So, have you seen I, the, any no, of those? They're I don't know funny. how. I don't know how to do um, pictures. 
you know, I've seen these crazy looking AI pictures. I don't know how to do pictures. I was just really just thinking that kind of a, I haven't used ChatGPT yet, but Google has its own version of ChatGPT called Bard. Oh, that's a nice picture. Is that all fake? Yeah, it's all fake. These are Christmas spider um, photos. Oh. Which way do I go? Up there. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Got spiders all in the Christmas. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. So, I mean, I haven't done, I don't know how to do pictures, but I'm saying there's a, I can go to Google slash Bard and tell it, um, show me an example of a letter of recommendation or what are the things I need to put in it? Because someone asked me to write one. I don't, I don't know what to put. Sure. So I got a template. I said, show me, create a template for a letter of recommendation. And it gave me some ideas of, we said, you, know, you do kind of an opening, and then you do some bullet points, and you do a wrap-up. Like, oh, okay. That's nice. So That's I, nice. Used, I used AI for that, the Google Bard, or whatever it's called. Because I, I was afraid of it, but I interviewed a lady at, um, at UT who was like a national expert on AI. She used to be at the White House liaison for AI. Nice. Now she's the moved back home, and she's the state of Tennessee liaison for AI. Nice. And I'm, she convinced me to try it. I'm like, okay. I'll try it. Did you create? I think you did create something. We were maybe going to turn into a, a song for Frank and Friends. Oh, um, my chiropractor did that. He, he, he used to chat GPT to make up a, a song, and we could totally do that. I mean, I can, t- I can try it, you know. Um, did we already do it together? We haven't I don't done th- it. I don't no. think we did. I think I threatened to. Yeah. And I was going to say I was going to make you sing it. Is that what it was? I think so, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I can try that. Mm. Um, let's see. Let's get the uh, computer here. Here's, so here it is. This will be the experiment. Probably should do a screen record so you can see this, but that's really more than I have time for right now. <laughs> uh, write a theme song. What key do you want it to be in? That doesn't matter. Uh, for the Frank and Friends Show podcast, co-starring Catherine Frady. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it will come up with a more operatic uh, theme song then? I don't know. Let's just see what it says. I'll just throw in some extra extra junk. Uh, write a theme song for the Frank and Friends Show podcast, co-starring Catherine Frady, the soprano. So, um, let's see. Oh, my. This is this is not bad. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, they got operatic sword right, in there. So I'll read it while okay. you think of a tune that goes with it. All right, here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> Does this look all right? Okay. Frank and Friends gather... Frank and friends gather around the mic, voices blend in, stories take flight. From Tennessee twang to operatic soar, Catherine Frady joins the musical war. With laughter and wit, the banter takes hold. Harmonies rise like stories untold. Oh, that's fabulous. Now a chorus. Frank and friends, a podcast delight where music and mirth ignite. From bluegrass to Bach, a genre-defying spree, a symphony for you and me. Catherine Soprano, a celestial grace, adds wings to the words, sets the tempo apace. So tune in close, let the lyrics embrace, Frank and friends, find your happy place. I mean, oh wait, this is, I mean, this, this is goes extensive. on and on Can you send this to me? Can sure. you save this? Yeah, yeah, there's a, way to, fabulous. there's a way to save it and send it to yourself. That's great. I have to remember how, but there's a, a way. I see thumbs up, thumbs down. You know, down, I, I know people, so share turn and this export. Into a, okay, I'm going to turn this Frank and Friends show into an opera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, new email created. I think I can just. I think that's the easiest. 
Oh my goodness! A chorus we sing, laughter and music. Okay, it's it's a lot, a lot of words. That's a lot of words. So, oh, here's a bridge. There's a bridge, Catherine. So raise a glass, let the music flow. Wherever you are, let the good vibes grow. From Nashville streets to the world afar, Frankenfriends shines like a guiding star. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> It was kind of strange. I didn't expect. It's like all like it's like a, a Christmas Carol for Frank and Friends. I'm just, I'm just putting in nonsense. That's amazing. Okay. All right. Well, so it doesn't always work. But. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, my wife likes to. We love our computers. You know, we love our social media things. My wife was so excited that she somehow managed to get the Wordle in one try. Okay. Yeah. Which is rare, you know. But she will text her friends. So she gets up. At before dawn to go to work. You know, she just leaves the house at 6.30 mm. to get out before the school bus picks up the kid across the street. Wow. So, you know, but so at like 4.30, 5 o'clock, you know, who knows? I'm, st- I'm sound asleep. And she's on her phone maybe doing the Wordle or these other games, the connections. Um, this the other one's called these geography puzzles that she solves. And she shares her results with her sister and my, my son and um, her coworkers. Well, she said she was so excited that she hit the Wordle in one try that she was going to wanted to wake me up and tell me <laughs> I got it like, I don't care <laughs> I'm trying to sleep but she she thought better of it she thought you know this time let him let him pretend to be dead let there him lay let, just let him be I'll text him later and tell are him. you a light sleeper if she had woken you up would you have not been able to go back to sleep uh, that's a good question because it um, there have been sometimes this time of year, I, I think I have depression when it's the days are this short. Yeah. Um, because there's been a couple of instances where I she went up to, she got up to do whatever, and, you know, I did go back to sleep. The next thing I know, it's like 10 a.m., and I'm like, oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not yeah. good. I uh, just, I don't want to, I don't know. Something about the, the sunset too early, the yeah. sunrise too late, it's just, it gets to me. Yeah. I don't, well, like, I don't is, like winter is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I know you don't. But the good news is that we're already, we've already had the shortest day of the year, and we're on the... The shortest day of the year, Frank. We're, my, on, the, we're on the uptick. My half birthday is on the shortest day of the year. Oh, well, Because my birthday, birthday is the longest day of the year. That makes sense. So that works, yeah. all works out. <laughs> All right, I guess let's wrap this one because it's good. been uh, a good one. I wanted to tell you, maybe I'll tell you one more story that has to do with computers when we're on this topic. Okay. My work computer is a, um, I don't know, it's a PC. I forget if it's a Dell or an HP. It's one of those. I think it might be HP. But anyway, it's a um, Windows PC, Microsoft. I went to open it up this morning, and there are uh, search results it's open to a, a browser with Christmas gift ideas, I thought, this is not this is not good. I guess I should say, this happened before Christmas. <laughs> I opened up, not today. <laughs> I opened up the thing, and it's been searching for Christmas gift ideas. And I'm like, oh, who's been using my computer? I, I used it last night to record the radio show, and I'm going to use it again today to record another one. Oh. What, uh, who's, and I, why would my wife start Googling Christmas gift ideas on this computer right. unless I'm supposed to get a hint. Right. True. And then I realize it's not even in Chrome or Firefox, the browsers I normally use. It's in Bing. That's weird. It's very weird. Nobody uses Bing. I mean, the only Bing I'm interested in is Bing Crosby, everybody. <laughs> so Bing has opened itself and updated itself 
on the computer. So then you realize there's two tabs open of, the, of the Bing. And one is, congratulations, you've been updated to the latest uh, edition of Bing. Mm-hmm. And then it opened a second tab and left open the second tab of Christmas gift ideas as if I'm all of a sudden going to think, oh, I should use this browser. I, I'm fairly confident it went and did this on its own without any input or suggestion from me because I don't use Bing on there. Did I you use, get hacked? Well, it's, I mean, it's possible the, the, the boss, the owner of the radio station, can log in to that computer if he wants um, and he'll do that to update my software and things like that. And to but suggest I, Christmas presents that he wants. Well, I, I, <laughs> I was worried that maybe I haven't hacked, so I immediately closed everything and did a, a reboot of the computer to wash right. all that away. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't even remember what the gifts were. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it was just weird. That is very and odd. When we're talking about AI and, yeah. and just these things that are just starting to... Yeah, I've noticed that more and more, and it works out usually to my advantage when the computer says, oh, do you want to open this document? You usually open this document around this time every day. Or on the Google Maps in the car, when you do the recent searches, right. the, um, it's not the recent searches. It, not at all. It's like on Sundays, it knows to send me, give me the church. And on Tuesdays, it knows to give me the Locust Street garage. That is crazy. Yes, my those... That ones that I crazy. have not searched recently, have not searched maybe for seven days, all of a sudden, coincidentally, are showing up in recent. Pop up wow. in my recent searches on the right day when I need them, and I'm I, I like it because it's very convenient for me. I've sure. come to rely on it, and when it's not there, I get frustrated. Hmm. Well, I don't come here often enough because it doesn't show up in my recent searches on the days that I'm coming here. <laughs> what does? There's no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. I don't ever. I don't ever know what day you're coming right, here. So, exactly. So, all right. um, if you if you got new devices, I mean, you got some new hardware for Christmas. You got a new phone. You got a new Amazon Echo. You got a Kindle or whatever it is. Maybe put an Amazon Audible membership on that. Go to audibletrial.com/slash/frankenfriendsshow to get a free 30 day premium membership. And premium members get an MP3 credit every month, so you can bank those and download something to keep forever that may have. You know, need multiple credits, or you can download you know twelve different things that are one credit during the course of a year. But during your free month, take full advantage. Make sure you use that MP3 credit, and then the membership will continue until you say, "I can't listen to any more things. I listen to everything." <laughs> but you'll never listen to everything. No, because it's all being created right now. There's always new things. All new. New books coming out all the time. Podcasts. New podcasts like the Frank and Friends Show. So go to audibletrial.com slash Frank and Friends Show for that free 30-day premium membership. And then you try out our website, which is... Frankenfriendshow.com Slash... Store. Thank you. And then you can purchase our fabulous merchandise. The bath towel that the friends enjoy. Or you can also use the bath towel that Frank enjoys. (laughs) Or both. That's fantastic. Yes. That's great. Uh, the mugs, pint glasses, cell phone cases, you name it, we've got it. I was on there the other day. They have some, I'm having some difficulty. I need help. Uh, I don't know if my computers are good enough, but they have new things. They had Christmas ornaments. I couldn't make it. Oh, nice. I wanted to make a Frank and Friends ornament. That would and be I nice. Just kept failing. I'm, I, I got to call these people and say, I want to make some of the new things. You got some new items <laughs> that I think would be delightful, but I just, uh, I'm, I'm stymied. Mm. by the, the merch company. But the people who buy the merch, uh, Sarah Roberto and Bruce Patrick and you and me, and the quality of it is great. It's great. We, we enjoy yeah. it very much. All right. All of those things. Now, uh, most of all, uh, subscribe on YouTube. At um, Just hit the button. You know, Smash it. 
borrow grandma's phone, log her into Gmail, send her, sign her up. She might enjoy it very much. Um, and listen on all the audio podcast apps, all the things. I guess that's it, right? I think so. How, how close are we to that thousand? Where are we at? Because remember, I'm going to sing. <clears throat> oh. The, the one thousandth. I can't Last time I checked, no. we were at 976. Okay, we're getting close. But we've said that for two years. Come on. For two years for two we've been years. getting close. And I just don't think, I mean, I can't, I can't get excited about it because, you know, I said this the other day with Becca, I believe. I had uh, multiple people from the Nativity Pageant subscribe in front of my very eyes. And I saw the number go up. Right? And then it went down? Well, then the next day it goes back down. So I'm like, somebody, somebody else unsubscribes or they cancel their Gmail account. Or so if you have, close. If you so have close. a student Gmail account and then you graduate, well, then your subscriptions on YouTube, yeah, they go away too. So I'm like, oh, <sighs> I don't know how to do it. So close. I know. So, so close. Yet so far. Yet so far away. So I can't hold my breath. I have no control over it. Only those of you watching do. Um, you know, get some, trick somebody into subscribing. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. yeah. See if you can do that. Right. <laughs> Create some emails. Yeah. Help us out. All right, Brady. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you. you. Have a wonderful time. Christmas Spider coming up January 6th, which is very, very soon because this episode is probably this week. Yeah. This whole time I was said in my head, I thought, oh, Freddie can plug the Christmas Spider and I can plug Scholars Bowl because that starts two days later on January oh, 8th. Oh, nice. Totally but we forgot. forgot the Scholars Bowl. Forgot all well. about it. Well, next been, time shows you it's been it's in my head so much it's all I can think about for like three months and then once it's over I'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the Frank and Friends show I'm Frank Murphy I'm Catherine Frady and we'll talk to you again next time.